A Weekend with Jason Dacey Replay from Money FM 89.3. Jason Dacey alongside our co-host Neil Humphreys and Jasmine Chen, the Shanghai-based jazz artiste who's in town for the Jazz It Up concerts. And we're going to discuss uh, Rocket Man and Elton John now. Rocket Man due to be released in Singapore this coming week. And there is uh, some controversy behind it, isn't there, Neil? Because we saw in Russia it was released there. The uh, gay sex scenes were cut out. Uh, so Elton John was very upset about that mm. because he said that they're not recognizing the love between two people. Absolutely. Uh, so that was something that upset him. But, uh, you know, your take on this uh, biopic that we're going to have um, coming up very soon. Well, as I've said before, I haven't seen Bohemian Rhapsody and mm. I refuse to see Bohemian Rhapsody because it's a it's a sanitized version of Freddie Mercury's life. Yep. But it was a huge box office success. And I loved it. I thought it was brilliant. For those very reasons. Mm. If you'd have told the true Freddie Mercury story, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have done half as well at the box office. But Elton John Firstly, Elton John is still alive. That helps in the sense that he has a direct relationship to the film. Mm. He's an executive producer. And secondly, what I admire about Elton John is that he was put under some pressure, as you can imagine, from movie executives who said, look, if you tell the whole story the of true your story, life, yeah. sex, drugs and rock and roll, mm. we have to change the movie rating. Therefore, children can't see it. Yeah. Teenagers can't see it. In certain countries like Russia, I think Singapore will give it an R21 rating. Mm. The gay content will be a problem. And Elton John said, I don't care. I'm not interested in the box office. I'm interested in telling my true story. So that if a young Elton John today sitting down anywhere in the world looks at that film and says, if he can do that with all the problems he had in his life, then I can do that. Mm. It should be an inspirational tale. And that's why I'm I'm very excited to see Rocket Man. And I'm not even that big an Elton John mm, fan, mm. but I'm just very excited to see this film. Well, Jasmine Chen is a Shanghai-based jazz artist, uh, well-known for her performances around the world. And no doubt you've followed Elton's uh, career in a big way. We're going to get you to sing one of uh, your favorite songs of his, a, a snippet of that. But what, how much are you looking forward to seeing this film? Well, I'm not a big fan of Elton, but I would like to see the film because actually I only know very limited songs from him Mm. and I would like to see his life. I want to see, because I was born in the 80s, Mm. so I didn't really experience his life. The peak, yeah, the peak of his life, yeah. yeah, Thank you for that. Thank you for reminding us (laughs) how old we are. Thank you so much. And also, (laughs) (laughs) because also I came from different culture, Mm. so the music I grew up with is totally different. So I want to catch up that part and I know he's a great songwriter and uh, I know that he also has the fashion, you know, icon as well. I want to see the film because of the music and the fashion. Mm. There's a key reason why you should watch it, Jasmine. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm, I'm criticizing Bohemian Rhapsody, but the guy who plays Elton John, a young Welsh actor mm-hmm. called Taron Egerton, uh, who people will know here for films like the Kingsman movies mm-hmm. and um, Eddie the Eagle Edwards, the yes, skier he yeah, played in yeah, a movie. Yeah. He is singing every line and every note in this film. Mm. Some of the songs he's singing live on set acapella and of course some of the songs he's pre-recording as you did with Crazy Rich Asians and then miming on set which staggers me about Bohemian Rhapsody because the guy Rami Malek yes. never sang a word no. of the whole film no. and, and, and mimed it and won an Oscar so he's got to be the first actor to win an Oscar for miming. But it but- was good. He was brilliant, in it? He, I mean, you really felt it was, you know, I, I love that film. And I thought even though he didn't sing, 
he really portrayed that character. I'm sure he did. Just try miming on radio <laughs> and, and see how far we what get. What are you talking, I'll mime. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But no, I'm, I'm yeah. fascinated to see this film, partly because of the singing. But from a creative point of view, anyone who's involved in any creative industry, the relationship between Bernie Talpin mm. and Elton John is extraordinary. Yes. It's absolutely extraordinary. They have never, ever worked in the same room. Correct. Bernie Talpin writes the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Elton John writes the music, and it goes both ways. Sometimes Bernie will write the lyrics first. He will literally send them. In the old days, he would send them by a snail mail, a letter in the post to Elton John's house. Elton John would open up the lyrics. And here's the thing, Jason, you probably know this. Elton John has always had the same work ethic. If he doesn't get the melody in the first half an hour, he doesn't do it. Right. So he'll open up the lyrics of Bernie Talpin's song, could be Your Song or Tiny Dancer mm. or... Sorry so seems to be the Yeah, all those word. great songs. And he will sit at the piano and he will have the melody within half an hour. Incredible. Flip that around, he'll come up with a melody, he'll send it to Bernie and Bernie will mm. write lyrics. Mm. They're 50 years they've been writing songs never in the same room. Well, Jasmine, oh, you, mentioned, you mentioned that you were born in the 1980s. I interviewed Elton John in the 1980s. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and that was uh, a big moment for me. I've shared the story before, but it was actually, he got, you know, he's obviously openly, openly gay now. Mm-hmm. But in 1984, he, got, he married his German recording engineer in my hometown of Sydney, Australia. And I was a young reporter in 1984. What year were you born? 81. Okay, oh well, God. you were three years old. You're probably a three-year-old. You're year not old. allowed to talk anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so I interviewed him at the wedding, you know, after and him and his bride came out and uh, I got a bit of a, an exclusive story mm-hmm. in Sydney and this was a big moment. I was, I was a young reporter then. So I'd always had a soft spot for Elton John. I liked his music. And then, of course, many years later and, you know, he's – become the icon that he is now and he's a Sir Elton John. Got a story about that. You'll love this story, Jason. And what? by the way, the men- the engineer is in the film, in the biopic. Yes. Yes, Renata, what? her name is. That, I was going to say, her name yeah. was? Renata. Renata, right. Two years before Elton John got married, there was this massive novelty hit in the UK and Australia and I believe Singapore by a singing duo called Renee and Renata. They That's sang right. a song yes. called Save Your Love, My Darling, <laughs> Save Your Love. And it was this terrible fake Italian accent, right? And it was called Save Your Love. Mm. The duo was called Rennie and Renata. My late grandmother, who was mad, when Elton John got married to... Renata. She said... He's married that lady from the song, <laughs> Save Your Love, my darling, Save Your Love. And I said, Nan, it's a different woman. It's a different pronunciation. It's not the same woman. Oh, I got confused. I got confused. Fast forward a few years later, just before she died, when Elton John had come out of the, the closet and was now with a male uh, partner. Yeah. Who he married? She said... Ah, he's gone with the other one. <laughs> Renny Renato was male and female. So oh, the other no. one said, save your love of my darling, save your love. I said, no, it's not him. Oh. He, my, Elton John has never gone with Renny or Renato. It's a different person. Oh, dear. Oh, that was my grandmother. Yeah. Well, before you perform a, you know, a small snippet from an Elton song, mm-hmm. Jasmine, how much do, you know, in China, English artists make an impression, do you think, on, on the mainstream people there? Or are they just really focused on, on Chinese music? I think because China is really big. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of people, they treat the Chinese stars or folk or pop mm-hmm. or hip-hop or rap. And some, uh, some audience are really chasing the Western-influenced yes. music. So there are quite a lot of, like, 
a Western influenced like audience or mm. listeners. It just depends. You're either one or the other. Usually, yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. It's huge numbers. Mm, so yeah. uh, Elton John has a big fans Be- in China because it's changing, isn't it? Like if you look at the the recent Avengers Endgame movie. Mm-hmm. It took hundreds of millions of dollars in China, mm-hmm. uh, and now you're seeing singers, movies actively pushing into that Chinese market. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest growth industries in China is English tuition centers, yes, right, all over right. China. Yes. So musicians, actors, artists—they're all pushing that Chinese market, aren't they? That's right. So the, it, it's a two-way thing. The Chinese influence is coming over here mm-hmm. with people like yourself. Mm-hmm. And the Angmors, the Caucasians, <laughs> are going over there. Yeah. So it's a two-way process. Mm. Yes, yes. Okay, well, we heard some singing from Neil. I think I'd like to refresh things <laughs> and lift the standard a bit. Uh, Jasmine, whenever you're ready, please mm-hmm. give us your interpretation of uh, sorry seems to be the hardest word because we just heard from Ray Charles. Yes. Let's have a let's that, hear That's from, my favorite version. Oh, it's lovely, isn't it? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, whenever you're ready. Okay, well, I never sing this song, but this is my favorite song. Okay, so I try. What I've got to do to make you want me Oh, what I've got to do to be heard Oh my God What do I say when it's all over And sorry seems to be the hardest word It's sad, so sad It's a sad, sad situation, and it's getting more and more absurd. Okay, that's it. That's it. That was wonderful. That was wonderful. Oh, I love that. Wow. Thank you. I was just like floating away, you know, after your Renee and Renata. Well, I'm just thinking, talk about chalk and cheese. Well, you was the chalk. I was red, moldy cheese. You know, that was wonderful. Thank you. Okay. And how? Yeah, indeed. So we'll have more from Jasmine Chen. She's here for Jazz It Up in Singapore, coming up right here on Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.